Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. You know, my father's older brother, Everett, mm-hmm. was a Jack Lake carpenter. Not a professional. He just did handiwork. I guess you'd call him a handyman. But he always wore bib overalls. And on the side of a bib overall, you had that little hook where you hung your hammer. Right. As a carpenter and handyman, he always carried his hammer. And every time I would see him, I would call him Browning, and he would call me Browning. He'd say, hey, Browning, how's your hammer hanging? Is that where that came from? Yeah. I did not know that. So how is your hammer hanging, Evelyn? It's rocking back and forth. (laughs) But that's because I'm walking very fast. Yeah. Yeah. You are. I tell you what, you have exploded this week into a lady of accomplishments. Yes. I can do it when I really have to. (laughs) The house has never looked better. Oh, that's nice. I'm not done. I've just got to get up and finish it now. Why now? Because I only have one day left and i got a lot of stuff to do today. We're doing it because uh, John and April are coming to town. And to me, having company is always a good excuse to really clean, you know, and uh, get I get lazy anymore about keeping my house perfect. Well, I've developed a uh, clothing closet mm-hmm. technique that is uh, probably unique. I have a huge basket next to my bed, and one end of the basket are my shirts. Mm-hmm. And the other end of my baskets are my uh, walking sports shorts. And the metal are my uh, Fruit of the Loom shorts. So uh, my technique I, I love because it's very convenient. I don't have to open a drawer. But for this week, I changed all that. I, yeah. uh, yes, I moved it all into my... Into our closet, which I cleaned up completely and got a watch drawer now where all the watches are in one drawer. And yeah, trying to make it so that when you walked in, you would be proud. I'm oh, very proud that you can do it if you want to. But when I walked in yesterday, you still had, I would say, on a positive note, you just like things in your older years. <laughs> trying to think of a pleasant word to say that we're getting old. Um, as we are maturing, we like things very handy. And you really like them handy. <laughs> More part to you. Well, I do compliment you on the fixing the, uh, converting the office mm-hmm. from an office to a very, very comfortable bedroom. So we watched Sunday morning. Yes. Uh, what jumped out? George Clooney. When I sit and watch him, I think that he may be someone now is very content and very happy with life. Yeah, he's very funny. He has a wonderful sense of humor. He filmed one of the greatest movies of all times, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, which I have recorded, which uh, whenever you're gone, I play it from front to back. Uh, You've seen it how many times? Oh, too many. Mm -hmm. Too many. I almost got it memorized. I do love a lot of the music, though. It's a great uh, film, and he is a great actor. Uh, very involved in uh, human uh, humanitarian causes, but uh, doesn't brag about that. You notice they just moved over that real quick because they said he didn't want a lot of notoriety on it. Yes, I know. That's a, that's a wonderful thing about those uh, TV shows is you uh, see them interviewed and you find out that there's more to them than what the tabloids say 
and what you see in the movies. Love him, love him. Uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about the junk up in space. You know, every yeah. once in a while I'll be outside and I wonder, uh, comes to mind, you know, one of those dudes could, could smash you. <laughs> well, you certainly don't need one other thing to worry about, huh? Now I'm wondering, yeah, <laughs> uh, we will be putting up shields around our house. But I never realized you don't think about it. You think of outer space just being way out there. But most of all, this junk that we're putting up there, not only are we putting stuff up there, and I don't say it's junk, but it's just not the U.S. It's every country in the whole wide world is putting stuff up there, separating. I don't know how they keep it all from running together. We are, I guess, if we don't start doing something about that, also doing something about uh, climate change, we're going to have to jump in a spaceship and go to another planet someplace or something because I think we're about to do this one in. We may not be able to because of the debris. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. We can't get out of the orbit to get into space, so to speak. You know, you made the statement, uh, where's the planet that you and I are going to? And, uh, it's a pretty good planet. It's called heaven. Yes, and I hope it's not that crowded. <laughs> but I better hope that, yeah, it is crowded. That means a lot of people uh, are getting to go there. Did you... Uh connect in any way with Jim Morrison, the singer of The Doors? I didn't realize that he had died so young. I thought here the other day I was listening to some music and saw something on TV, I guess, where someone said, well, what was your favorite group, you know, when you were growing up? And I thought, I don't know. I was just listening to the music. I know a lot of music that I like, but if you ask me what group it was, or who was the lead singer, or anything like that, I have no freaking idea. Maybe a few songs. I just know I like the music, and it, sometimes I can't even remember the title of it, so that I can't even look it up. I don't know where my mind was. Chelsea and uh, Kim and Sam, and they can start singing songs from a long time ago, and say who they like and and every once in a while i'll hear a name that sounds so familiar and i figure out that it's from almost my generation someone that they've you know like bon jovi you know that used to be a great one that chelsea loved i guess i just enjoyed the music and didn't think about who was singing it now, the first music that i was introduced to of course was my mother's piano we didn't have radio music we didn't have electricity so my mother playing the piano was uh, the best form of music. She and Kirby were the only two piano players in our family. Merely, I think, maybe plunked around a little bit. In my formative years, whenever I was in high school, it was the rock and roll stuff. It was Elvis Presley who came into being with Hound Dog, and the Beatles came later, mm -hmm. Roy Orbison and yeah. Pretty Woman. That was my early music, and the only... Uh, other kinds of music. Kirby uh, loved classical music. We had an old record player, eventually, and he used to have some albums. He used to play that and talk about it and introduce me to some of the classical songs, which I still remember. 
whenever I hear them, maybe four or five of them. Yeah, Morrison was uh, quite unique. Now, we are the retired roaders, and we got to talk about being on the road. Remember when we went to Red Rock? Oh, my gosh, yes. And I was thinking when I saw that while ago that probably wouldn't have gone if it hadn't been for uh, that we were camping with Sam and Joe G. That's one place that I wouldn't mind just going back to again to see. And hearing how it was built this morning is it's remarkable. Uh, it was a beautiful place. We made a day out of sitting and waiting to get in line. Uh, I remember we took and parked in a parking lot and found us a big shade tree. And, uh, of course, uh, Sam, as usual, had packed this fantastic lunch. We sat in the shade and took turns sitting in line uh, in shifts. And... Uh, and the whole show was wonderful. And I, I was thinking about the artist saying how wonderful it was to stand there and look straight up. Because usually at a crowd, they're looking straight ahead and you can't see everybody here. You, I mean, you can see every row. I mean, there is no bad seat in that place. And then to find out how they built it. Uh, way back when, uh, you know, just with a shovel and a pick, no big equipment to help them do it. They just did it by hand. It was, it's it's beautiful. It's really pretty. The OCCC, Conservation Conservative Corps, or something like that. But it was a program under Franklin Roosevelt where they uh, put a ton of people to work carving it out of the rocks, Red Rock, Colorado. And it is um, natural. The seats are just, like you mentioned, they carve the uh, rows of seats out, and there's enough, what, how many thousand can oh, sit I there? I don't know. I mean, there is a lot. But to say that they, uh, and I was thinking today, too, that usually when you go into some place like that with that type of seating, just benches, it's like going to a football game. I mean, they're not very comfortable, usually, at a game. And there's not much room to walk. There's a fair amount of room to sit and everything. I mean, you're not that crowded. It's just beautiful how they took in and built that inside these two mountains that just were shoved together by nature. We had an opportunity to go and see it. Beautiful, beautiful. One of the must-see places in the United States. Um, Noted that uh, also on the program this morning, Dame Sarah Gilbert was a scientist who developed the uh, the vaccine for the coronavirus. And they've got a Barbie doll now that, in her name, uh, actually looks like a, a nurse or a scientist. That was neat. Yeah, really cute. I'm ready for everybody to get vaccinated, aren't you? Yeah, I don't understand it. Kids don't mind wearing masks. I mean, if you say you have to wear a mask, they're going to wear a mask and get along fine. I don't understand why the teachers won't wear them. But more importantly, I don't understand why they won't get vaccinated. And I do not understand why anyone in the medical field. It makes me think that some of these people that are working in the medical field that will not get the vaccine, if everyone would go, had gone out and gotten the shot, do you realize that we would be done with this virus now? We would be done and back out doing everything. And now because of a few people, what they're going to do, these people are going to kill each other out. People are dying again. 
and sick again. I mean, more than we had before. So I don't, I don't understand their understanding. You know. What's uh, maybe tragic about the whole thing is the people who are most vulnerable now can't get the shots, and that's the younger kids under the age of 12. These are the people getting it now, and they have no say about it. They have no say about what school's environment's going to be. The kids have no say about anything, and yet we're throwing them into the lion's den of virus. Oh, yeah, and I honestly... I know say three fourths of it to me is uh, now political, which just makes it just credible. Because I mean, when you ask someone why they don't get the shot, they don't get it because they're not sure what's going to happen to them down the road. Well, I mean, you can pretty well know that between now and down the road, someplace you're going to get this virus. Bill Maher has always said half the people in America are stupid, and uh, now I think the half of the people in America are proving him right because this virus is a real thing and it is really dangerous yeah and i and i thought at first when first time around it came through and it was attacking older people which i understand we're old okay so we die you know i'm not ready to do that but you expect older people to get it get it in and and pass away but and then, you know, it wasn't involving too many young people. But it really makes me angry when now I think that it's killing little babies, like that 11-month-old baby that they were helicoptering out of, I guess, around here someplace here the other day. And uh, young kids, three and four and five-year-old. And I think of all the ones that we have, all of our grandchildren under the age up 12 they can't get the shot and then i guess that's the reason it makes me angry now before oh people if you want to get the shot fine if you don't fine i don't give a rip that's up to you you know you're messing with yourself and and the old people of the world and when you're you know exposing children to this epidemic and they can't get any kind of shot to help them. That I do not understand. I think they should change the name from coronavirus to rattlesnake. <laughs> it's, it's, I likened it to a, earlier in a podcast to a rattlesnake because whenever you go into a group unvaccinated and unmasked and taking no precautions, you become a rattlesnake. You may not bite everybody. You may not bite anybody. But you could bite a lot of people, and uh, just like a rattlesnake. And would a father and a mother let two or three rattlesnakes go in a birthday party or a swim party? No, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, also, I don't understand these people who were against the vaccine, but they finally got it. You find out that they've got it now. But now I want to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask when I go visit my children or in my home or that kind of thing. But it doesn't bother me to flip on a mask and go into Target or Walmart or someplace like that. It's just beyond my understanding. What makes you most happy? We've been kind of down with the uh, stories today. What makes you most happy? What are you most happy about? Gee, 
a lot. Uh, having John in April and the kids coming, I can't wait to see them and visit with them. They're always so much fun. And, uh, oh, you know me, helping out and uh, with Sam and her endeavors and, and helping them a little bit. And, and uh, working in my yard makes me happy. I'm trying to grow some pumpkins now. And it seems like it's uh, something that I didn't do very good in the first bunch I think about to die on me but the second bunch I look out every morning and I can see their heads still looking my way from the backyard so that does um, cleaning house always makes me happy because it always looks so nice just enjoying good health it takes very little to make me happy I think ask me what makes me happy what makes you happy Joby? Digging up $60 every two weeks and yeah. watching two guys get out of a truck and go mm -hmm. from the front to the back of my yard mm -hmm. and actually doing everything that I don't have to do. It thrills me for doing that. I know. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's wonderful. <laughs> it takes so little to make you happy. I got one thing from the uh, Sunday morning that uh, jumped out more than anything. George Clooney said that Robert Mitchum told him one time, I never learn anything by listening to myself talk. <laughs> so I think it's time to uh, wrap it up. Okie dokie. <laughs> I think you're right. I love you, darling. Have a great Sunday. Oh, I'm going to. I'm getting ready to go to work. See you on the uh, flip. Okay, bye-bye.